2: From KCBS Radio, I'm Sydney Fishman, in for Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Tuesday, May 10th.
3: I'm here today because I don't like the way our district is closing our schools. I think the way, the process of the way they close schools is affecting marginalized communities, and I don't like that they're trying to balance their budget on the backs of marginalized communities.
2: After a tumultuous two years under the coronavirus pandemic, as well as the ever-changing mask mandates and protocols for schools and students throughout California, teachers are tired. And it doesn't make it any easier when schools are being threatened with closures. In February, the Oakland Unified School District announced that because of severe budget constraints, nearly one dozen schools will either be closed or be condensed into smaller sizes. This inspired various protests in the last few months, as well as an 18-day hunger strike and intense opposition from teachers and parents alike. On April 29th, the Oakland Education Association, the union that supports thousands of Oakland teachers, held a rally and strike at Frank Ogawa Plaza in downtown Oakland to demand that OUSD stops the closures. In this episode, we will hear from three teachers I spoke with at the strike about the upcoming school closures and how it impacts their classrooms. We will also hear from KCBS radio political reporter Doug Sovereign, who is an OUSD parent. David Correa, who you heard at the beginning of this episode, teaches at Bret Hart Middle School and brought up the issue that some kids will have to travel really far to get to their new schools
3: doesn't matter where you come from. You should be able to have education. You should be able to have a good neighborhood in your school. And just because you come from a certain neighborhood doesn't mean you can't have a good school in your neighborhood. And you shouldn't have to travel farther to go to a good school just because where you live. That's not right. And that's what we're here for.
2: Many teachers have similar complaints to Korea's. Another teacher I talked with at the protest, Rodney Brown, teaches at Skyline High in East Oakland, and is concerned about the list of closures being largely in minority communities.
1: I think the main thing is just fighting against the school closures and trying to make sure that every single community in Oakland, um, especially in the uh, in the Flatlands, you know that serves our predominantly Black and Brown students, um, that every one of those communities have a, a fully funded, functioning, um, well-serviced school, and that every student can have like a thriving school, thriving classroom in their community. And what the district is, what OUSD is doing right now is uh, unacceptable. So we're taking it to the streets. We're taking it to OUSD right now um, and we're marching. And we're saying that hands off our schools and keep these schools open everywhere throughout Oakland.
2: OUSD attempted to make a legal injunction to end the demonstration, but was rejected by the Public Employment Relations Board after the board said the strike was legal and within the union's contract. Brown explained to me that since OUSD was in breach of the union's contract, their demonstration was completely legal.
1: The reason why we're doing the ULP one day strike is because in our contract, in an agreement between OEA and OUSD, the district needs to engage, stakeholders need to engage, the school communities need to engage, parents and um, need to engage with OEA when they want to discuss closing schools or consolidating schools. It's just something that they can't do unilaterally without any kind of engagement. So once they broke that contract, then that made us strike legal. And we took the vote to the membership. It wasn't just something that that OEA leadership decided to just have a strike. It came really from all of us, the entire OEA, it came, it was, came down to a vote and that the uh, membership wanted this strike, and uh, here we are.
2: OUSD is standing firm in their decision to close schools. Not only does the district say the closures are because of a decline in enrollment, but also that they don't have the funds to keep the schools open. The list of closures is fairly long, and schools will be closed down in increments, according to OUSD's plan. Community Day School and Parker K-8 will be closed this year, and next year, Brookfield Elementary, Carl B. Monk, Grass Valley, Horace Mann, and Corey Matsu Discovery are all set to close. RISE Community School and New Highland Academy will be merged into one school. Another aspect of the plan is to decrease the number of grades taught at La Escolita and Hillcrest, which the OEA has also avidly opposed. But the school district has faced a series of challenges in the last school year, including pushback for their handling of the coronavirus pandemic and the declining number of kids in their schools. In the last 20 years, OUSD has lost about 20,000 students and charter school enrollment has increased, according to a report by the Oakland side. KCBS Radio's Doug Sovereign, whose children attend OUSD, discussed how he's seen the board struggle with financial pressure and that school closures may be one of the only solutions in mitigating costs.
3: There's been tension between them, obviously, for a long time. They've had strikes in the past. Their current contract is expiring. Uh, But in this case, it was ostensibly about the closure of some schools in Oakland, which has been on the table for a while and has been really controversial and was pared back from the original plan um, because of the community outcry and union opposition but the oakland education association fiercely opposes closing any schools uh, partly of course because it means they're going to lose jobs but they claim it's more because of the impact on especially uh, kids of color um, but the fact is oakland has um, probably you know if you just look at the numbers far more schools than other districts its size because of shrinking enrollment uh, and it probably does need to close some schools. I mean, they have some schools that are under-enrolled and that are small, um, and then they have some very large schools that are that are over-enrolled. So um, the, the way the, the district sees it, they have too many schools, and there are schools in areas that don't have a lot of kids living in them, where they're bringing kids in. I mean, some of these Hill schools, like Kaiser, which closed uh, last year, and then uh, Carl Monk, which is supposed to close this year, um, there aren't a lot of kids living up in those neighborhoods, um, and so kids come from them other district, uh, you know, the flatlands, other parts of the city to go to school there. So it's not that practical to have those schools. So those are among the ones they're closing. So the OEA just does not want these schools closed. And the district says we have to close these schools. And there's no doubt, you know, there's there's um, some truth and logic on both sides. There's no doubt that the district has had a lot of financial mismanagement, has huge overhead, uh, has spent very poorly, has been run badly financially for years. Um, And that's why they've had outside agencies come in and take them over sometimes and they're under threat of the county doing that now. On the other hand, it's also true that there are schools that are too small, that it's not practical to keep open. You don't need 86 schools or whatever it is for for 30-something thousand students. So um, the union is just adamantly opposed to any, uh, and um, that's what led to calling this one-day strike, which frankly, even some of the teachers didn't understand what the purpose of this strike was. the, The union said, we're going on strike to prevent these school closures or protest them, but they're happening and the process is over. So it's not like not having school last Friday means that suddenly they're gonna reopen that or they won't close schools. Um, It sort of uh, congealed opposition to the closures, but I don't see anything changing because of it. So a lot of parents and even some teachers felt this was counterproductive and didn't really have an, uh, an obvious practical outcome.
2: Shanti Gonzalez, a member of OUSD representing District 6, recently resigned, seven months before the end of her term, to leave what she has called a hostile environment. In a letter on her website, Gonzalez noted that the board was not focused on students' needs, and that there was constant tension from board members that disagreed with the closures. Gonzales, along with board president Gary Yee, were the members that first introduced the plan to consider closing schools.
3: It is true that it is a volatile and sometimes almost toxic environment around uh, the. You've seen the protests, you've seen the school board meetings, they can get really heated. Uh, I think she felt she'd had enough and, you know, enough heat. I'm getting out of the kitchen. And uh, that left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth. Some people felt she should not, you know, quit in the middle of a term. she said a lot of very pointed things uh, Has said, she, you know, we have to assume she's telling the truth when she said she's had death threats and harassment and people calling her a white supremacist. I have no doubt she experienced that because people can pre- be pretty nasty around a lot of this. And it is true that the, the union has this sort of monolithic view that you're either with them or you're against them. And um, if you don't agree with them, there are some people, you know, not the union leadership publicly, but there are some people uh, who either support the union or are part of it, who are going to come after you and say a lot of terrible things about you. And I think she just had had enough and felt, you know, I, I, this is not what I signed up for. Uh, I think it's better than it was. There are some better people in leadership. I think uh, the superintendent is really smart. I think there's some good people on the school board. There are some really well-meaning parents in the PTA. I'm active in the PTA at my school. Um, but it's a really tough thing. The mayor doesn't have direct control over the school's Um, It's under-enrolled, it's under-resourced. I have asked the question repeatedly, why when there's tens of millions of dollars coming in from the state uh, for COVID funds and now with the budget surplus, is this district still having to lay people off and close schools and cut jobs? It makes no sense when there's all this money coming in, but there are structural financial problems that are gonna take some time to fix. I do think there's some amazing teachers. There are some others who probably aren't so great. Um, and it's sad to see because I'm, I believe fiercely in public education um, and my kids are in the public education system and I wanted to succeed. But there are a lot of people who are really frustrated. And this is part of the reason you're seeing more people leave the schools uh, and go. I mean, for one thing, Oakland allowed way too many charter schools to, to be created. And that drew a lot of kids out of the public schools. And now there are people who are fed up and just leaving. And you can't really blame them, but we all hope that it gets better.
2: At the May 11th school board meeting, OUSD will figure out how to fill Gonzalez's seat, which will be through appointment within 60 days or in a special election. In a statement from OUSD to KCBS radio, they wrote, our students belong in class everyday learning and even a one day strike can be disruptive to that process. We asked our families to keep their students at home on Friday. And while most did so, some families did bring their children to school Where they were received and supported by staff who came to work. Now, with the last day of school just three and a half weeks away, we look forward to all students and staff finishing the school year strong. The last teacher I spoke with at the protest, Laura Rice Hall, a substitute teacher at Allendale Elementary, is particularly worried about the special ed programs of the schools that will be closed and hopes that there will be a solution to help the kids that need extra support. It affects the, the, it makes students have to walk a long, long way to get to school. Um, the special ed students don't have programs at some of the schools. Um, and at some of the schools, there are no teachers to meet their needs. I, I hope that my hope would be that every student has a, a safe neighborhood school that they can attend and that the parents feel comfortable with new episodes of the bay current podcast are out every day and we'd love to be a part of your daily routine subscribe to us on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts we are also now on spotify check us out on youtube on the kcbs radio youtube page there's a link in the show notes For Matt Pittman and our team at KCBS Radio, I'm Sydney Fishman, and we'll chat with you again tomorrow.